0: I'm representing my country,
1: not just my country, but I'm representing my continent too. And if I do something great, they'll be proud of me.
2: And that's
1: why I want to keep doing what I love. I feel like this is my thing. This is my game.
0: I want to just keep pushing it forward.
2: That's
0: Jacob Shako. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, and this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. Jacob Shako is 17 years old, and he lives in St. Louis. He's a junior in high school. That's one of his own songs, you hear there. It's about pledging your life to someone you love. It's called Ni fe, That means die in Swahili, Jacob's first language. He plays music with friends. Many of them, other folks at the Revival School, that's a group of refugees and volunteers who meet up every week at Third Baptist Church in St. Louis for music, dance, dinner. So yeah, Jacob is a refugee. He fled his home country, that's Democratic Republic of Congo, when he was seven. He spent about half his life so far in Uganda at a massive refugee resettlement. And he arrived in St. Louis in 2016. We'll connect those three dots more closely. But for the moment, let's say Jacob has seen a lot of things that you might think he'd want to forget. But he keeps ready access to his memories. He draws strength from them and keeps them fresh through his music. I
1: love singing in Swahili so much. I feel like I'm really comfortable when I sing Swahili. Well, it gives me good memories and bad memories too. For me, I'm so open. When somebody wanna hear my story, i always be open, I will tell you my story. That's me, because my past is what make me who I am
0: Jacob doesn't have a good recording yet of a full band playing his music. When he plays the songs with backing singers and percussionists and marimba, their African colors are prominent. Stripped down to acoustic guitar and voice in the St. Louis Public Radio Studios, Jacob's sound is intense. It feels rawly personal. Even if, like me, you don't speak any Swahili. Jacob writes some original sacred music. Here's a praise song he
2: wrote. (laughs) Shindwa, sifareko, yako, oh, ni Nita hinwa si fadako na kutsanga kuya ko mana weni mungu usi esindoa. Oh, Nita ta hinwa si fadako na kuya ko oh, mana weni mungu usi esindoa.
0: So let's talk a little more about how Jacob got here. He's had three distinct phases in his life so far. He spent those phases in Democratic Republic of Congo, Uganda, and now St. Louis. He spent his first years in Goma. That's a city on the extreme eastern edge of Congo. It's adjacent to Rwanda, and it's a handful of miles from the Ugandan border. Congo has seen a steady cycle of bloodshed and atrocity since the end of World War II. More recently, a Rwandan invasion of Congo in 1996 has rippled into perpetual instability and conflict. A notably bad episode began in October 2008, when Jacob was seven and Goma became probably one of the worst places in the world to be. A militia splintered off from the Congolese army, which was backed by United Nations forces. Rebels marauded the region, torturing, raping, and murdering civilians. Some 250,000 Goma residents fled their homes over a few months. Jacob's family was among them. He and his twin brother were trying to get to school one morning when everything turned to chaos.
1: Then when it started really bad, you know, they started like shooting people. So we had to run, me and my brothers. We went home and then our family was just like, in a hurry of living and that's what all started. And so we had to run and hide ourselves and then we was just watching, you know, how everything was happening. That's when I lost my dad. You know, they took my father and his cousin, his brothers. They just shot them right in front of our eyes, like when we sing, seeing, like life. So we could not like yeah, because our mom had to close our mouth, so we will not shout. Otherwise they would find us and do the same thing. So my mom and I and my twin brother and our little brother, That time it was like two years. We had to run in a forest where everybody are running. We stayed in that forest for like two weeks.
0: They wandered through that forest, depending on other refugees for food and water. Near Congo's border with Uganda, Jacob and his family came upon some traveling Catholic priests. They gave them a ride to Kampala, the capital of Uganda, about 300 miles away. After a few months, they wound up in a refugee resettlement in Uganda. A cluster of villages called Nakia Valley, It occupies 71 square miles. It was established there in 1958. The U.N. says there are more than 100,000 registered refugees living there today. So Jacob and family were out of immediate danger. But the hot, crowded resettlement villages didn't offer many prospects. You just wake up in the morning,
1: uh, nothing to do. Just stay in the house, that's all. It's too hot. So me and my friends, we start... And then we start thinking, well, what should we do? Yeah, that's where I start getting into music. Because my friend, his name is Emi, he had a guitar. And he said, okay, what if we... How about if we're just singing? You sing, I play guitar. I was like, oh, good idea. And then we start doing it. Other people, when they, when they sing that, they was like, oh, pff, this is good. This is a good idea. Like in the street, you know, just to entertain them. They was like, oh, we love, we love this. How about if we join you guys? That's where... Everything started.
0: Jacob was 12 or 13 when he started singing with his friend Emil. Eventually, he learned to play the guitar and started writing songs of his own. This is a song he wrote when he lived in Nakia Valley, that Ugandan refugee camp. It's called Prayer for Africa. In this part, he's singing about how there are beautiful birds and trees and mountains in
2: Africa. Jacob
0: and his pickup band of refugee kids caught the attention of a program run by the United Nations Refugee Agency. That organization,
1: they brought us together. They said, uh, how about if we just bring a lot of youths and then um, do something great, like we can make you guys band and let's call it your moja." What is that? Like unite. Unite. Yeah. In what language?
0: In Swahili. So the UN people gave Jacob and his friends assignments to write topical songs and go play them for people. Those people, they would just come like in the morning
1: and tell us that today you are gonna sing about HIV. That's all, and they will leave. Let's say they came uh, like ten, right, ten a.m. and then we have, and then we're gonna perform the song at five p.m. So. We have that, the whole time that they, they they just give us is to create a song and we have to perform it. And then us, we we'll sit down and start thinking about how can we start this song. So what we do is like a meal, we start with the creating any melody and then we'll, somebody will come up with like chorus. And then when we have chorus, then we have everything. So we, everything we're just going to improvise. They will take us places, then we we'll go to like communities and then start. Singing about HIV, about early marriages, uh, you know, about all those things. Outside the camp, there was this place called uh, Ruchinga. is is like a district. We we'll just get into like a, like, even in the middle of the street, and then collect people. Somebody will go with the, like a, like a microphone or something, mm-hmm. and then start collecting people, and then we. We'll Set up our things. We had like keyboards, drums, the percussions, and we had everything, you know. So, we set them up and then start singing for them. Sometimes they used to give us some money, sometimes they used to not. And when I brought money home, I showed mom, you know what, I got some money. He, she was really happy when I gave her something, you know. She was like, oh, see, music can pay. Music is good, you know, she you should keep doing it. And I was so happy. She loves what I'm doing, she supports me all the time. She believes what I'm doing is. He helps me and he helps my feelings and
2: everything.
0: He puts those feelings into his songs, thinking about and singing about his friends from Nakia
2: Valley.
0: What's that song about, Jacob?
1: It's about love. It's like you have a girlfriend, and then suddenly, when that person went in another place, and then they just forget about you. And then you start telling them, you have to remember home, you have to remember how we used to be. There's some folks you still remember by you, like Emil like Danny, like to sing, like they miss you, they just want
2: you to come back. I was
1: just thinking about me in a position like moving to America and then leave them in Nakival the camp. I have to remember home, I have to remember about them. They're still there for me, they need me.
0: Jacob lived in that refugee resettlement in Uganda for eight years. His family finally got a placement in the United States in 2016. He remembers the international aid worker showing him photos of the place they were sending him and his family, St. Louis. He thought the arch looked pretty cool. When he got here, Jacob spoke Swahili and a little bit of French. He tried to make a connection with some of his new neighbors on the basketball court.
1: One day, me and my friend, me and my brothers... And my friend, we went there to play basketball, and then these guys were just mean to us because we couldn't speak good English. And so they stole our bike. They was just mad and be like, where you from? And stuff like that. They asked you where you were from? Yeah. And I was like, "Mm, from Africa. (sighs) They get really mad. They start fighting us. We got beat. They were like 19s. Yeah, they were older than us. From that point, I said, "Okay, I think I should quit basketball. <laughs> let me just let me just go back to what I was doing when I was home. All the time when I get off school, I would take my book and start composing songs."
0: I'm thinking about those those guys who, who beat you up at the at the basketball court. Right? <laughs> um, just,
1: they just did not know where I came from. They yeah. just did not know my story.
0: Maybe. What do you think they need to understand about <sighs> what you've gone through that they, they clearly didn't understand? Well, they just they just need to
1: understand that we we send people, you know. No matter how long they've been here, no matter what. We just we just send people. We just need love. What we are trying to do is like connecting each other, playing together, like have fun.
0: Jacob started singing in the choir at a Pentecostal church where lots of refugees from Africa worship. One of his new friends gave him a guitar. Then he started hanging out at the Revival School, the weekly program where refugees keep their culture alive. So yes. Jacob survived a nightmare at age seven and on that some of his family, including his father, did not survive. He grew up in a large refugee settlement that's basically a 60-year-old physical manifestation of atrocities. And he was there with tens of thousands of other people caught between countries, between lives. But despite all that, no, I guess because of that, he composes himself with such friendly presence. He's a delight. He seems incredibly grounded. He's able to access pain and hope at the same time and turn it into art. And like teenagers everywhere, he's also, by the way, just trying to figure out how to be a person and doing teenage stuff, like having crushes and teenage artist stuff, like writing songs about
1: (laughs) it. This one is about like like you have a crush okay you have a crush on somebody but it's really too hard for you to explain or tell that person how you feel about her and then you just keep you know like hitting you you know inside and you don't have what to do because you're so shy to tell that person but you just okay, tell me, you know, tell me when it's going to be, tell me when you're going to tell me when you're
2: going to answer my request. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jacob,
0: the way you describe the emotions in these songs, it sounds like are you writing from some personal experience?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> happened, you know, it happened to me, and that's why I wrote the song. You know, yeah, I was really like really shy, I don't know what to do, but then finally happened. You know, do you feel shy? Do you feel like you're a shy person? Oh, me, uh, no, 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 back then I used to, okay. but no, nah, no, nah,
2: you know, I'm so comfortable now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biba, see, Jibula, oh, see, you come, mammy. Only one, only one, only one, only one, only one, only one, baby, near me, bassy. Only chilly, what chilly, you may chilly, what chilly, what chilly, baby, near
1: me, There's some people who, who like got in America and then start changing their ways. You know, start doing things try, trying to copy what others doing and stuff like that. And then at the end of the day, they're forgetting who exactly they are. That's why I always be me, you know. And I'm trying to present to the world what I have. Music gonna be the same if you keep copying and copying and copying. But if you if I bring new thing, a lot of people gonna love it because I'm being myself first.
0: What things are you bringing together and combining into your style? that makes you different? Like,
1: I'll bring R&B and African style and put them together. I do a lot of guitars, and the type of guitars that that I always put in my song is, like, Congolese culture. So if somebody just hit the guitar, can tell, like, mm, this music is from Congo. You can just feel it and be like, "Uh uh-uh, this is really African. You know, I don't want to lose that.
0: Do you still perform any songs that go back to your days in Uganda? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. When you play those now, what what goes through your head?
1: Um, oh, my God. Just a lot. It reminds me a lot. I will remember Emil and the whole band. Maybe I'll start remembering about, you know, in Congo and how I got to Uganda, from Uganda to America. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like your music keeps you connected mm-hmm. to your past? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. And I love that.
0: Yeah, I don't want to forget myself. He sings about his past most directly in prayer for Africa, that song he wrote when he lived in Uganda at the refugee resettlement he and his family wound up in after fleeing their country.
2: When I wrote
1: this song, I was just thinking about home. All those things happened to me, war and... uh, you know, whole situation that happened to me. It was about Congo. In Congo, we're gonna have peace one day, and we're not gonna have those fights. And
2: that's, and that's the meaning of
0: the song. In the chorus, he sings Let's pray for Africa. One day peace will return. And he starts singing to his father, his father, who he witnessed being killed. He sings, Father, I'm starving. Where is the food going to come from, Father? Father, the war is coming. Where are we going to flee? When he says Baba, that's Swahili for father.
2: Baba vita na kujaya, takimelia wapi. Baba njayi na nyuma, baba mungu Baba, hey. baba chakuli tato kwa wapi. Baba vita na
0: kujabaa, baba vita na kujabaa, hey. hey, hey. He's singing something deeply personal, but it also feels like he's speaking on behalf of everyone he's met on his journey his family, his fellow refugees, the people of Congo, the people of
2: Africa. Father,
0: my friends were killed in the war, Father. Father, it hurts so much. Father, blood is being shed for no reason. People are running away. And don't have a place to
2: live. Hey, Papa to be here,
1: i my representing my country not just my country, but I'm representing my continent too. And if I do something great, they'll be proud of me. And that's why I wanna keep doing what I love. You know, I just wanna get there. I wanna do something great.
0: That was Jacob Shaka. I'm Jeremy Goodman, and this has been Cut and Paste St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. Produced with help from our executive editor, Shulin Newman. Our outro music is by Eric Hall. You can find Cut and Paste at stlpublicradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Cut and Paste is sponsored by Gemma, architects, planners, and designers.
2: If you have a smart speaker, you have access to the entire world of
1: NPR and St. Louis Public Radio. All the latest news and all the captivating
2: stories. Activate our voices with yours by telling your smart speaker to play St. Louis Public Radio.